Welcome back to another episode of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. For today's episode, I am joined by two of the members of the of Bozeman Tennis United, Marco Silva, Zach Earhart. How are y'all doing today? Thank you for being on the show. Doing pretty well, Desmond. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Doing well myself. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for both for coming on. This is a conversation that I've been wanting to have quite a bit over the, not, not even just this past year, but the last couple of years, the housing crisis you know, it's affecting people all over the country, but obviously as Montanans, we want to talk about what's happening here in our own state. You know, before we get into the specifics about what exactly is Bozeman Tenants United, why it's being started, so on and so forth, can you just break down for people what exactly is a tenants union and why do you think the people of Bozeman need one? Well, um, you know, I think a tenants union can be thought of in a lot of ways as very similar to a labor union. Um, the concept in a labor union being that a group of workers in a workplace have greater leverage, they have greater power, they have shared interest in their identity as workers. Uh, I think a tenants union is much the same thing. You know, we as tenants have shared interest in having our city be livable, having the city be affordable, um, having people who uh, work and, and live in our communities uh, be able to stay there and not be forced out. So um that yeah that's kind of the general idea i guess without getting into too many details right and, and you know zach i want to ask this next question to you you know when it comes to the housing crisis specifically in bozeman you know how has it been unfolding the last few years and can you speak to how that has led y'all to starting the tenants union yeah most certainly um i moved to bozeman in in 2015 um rent was pretty inexpensive then um but gradually um with covid and just um the increase of what am i trying to say here um virtual work uh more people have moving out to bozeman um but the causing you know the the price and cost of housing to go up yeah um and just so many of the local workers here have just been continually priced out. Um, most places here in Bozeman are desperately looking for like um, service work and just that kind of industry. Um, whereas like, yeah, the rest of us are really just feeling the heat of rent. I mean, effectively doubling in just the last couple of years. Yeah, it, it's been out of control watching the prices go up here in Missoula. And I, and I feel as though every time I look over, it seems as though the prices in Bozeman happen to be even higher than they are here in Missoula. Uh, so I'm completely baffled by how people are, you know, able, even able to survive in this current climate. But kind of going a little bit further here, talking about the tenants union specifically, how does that provide protection for people who are facing housing security? Like how, how do you sell people on the premise of being involved with this? Yeah, I think um, the thing that we're doing right now, given that we're just starting off as an organization is we're focused on a campaign to um, 
banned short-term rentals in Bozeman. Uh, the reason why we're focusing on this is we believe that uh, while the city remains unaffordable for the people who live and work here and make Bozeman what it is, yeah. there shouldn't be an explosion of these homes being bought up by whoever um, to uh, turn them into vacation rentals. Um, I think, you know, it, it's not just that we um, we face a, a housing crisis here, but we face this kind of vicious cycle where the more Bozeman becomes in a, unaffordable because it becomes more of a tourist destination, the worse a tourist destination it becomes because no one's going to want to come to a city where, yeah, it's gorgeous and you've got ski resorts nearby, but every restaurant closes at 9 p.m. because no one who works in a restaurant can afford to live here. So um, we think that we have a pretty common sense solution in in placing a temporary, if not permanent, ban on short-term rentals in the city right now. And people seem to really resonate with that. Um, so that's our selling point right now. In the future, we're hoping to expand our services to you know, free legal representation for members in housing-related legal actions. Um, we're looking to extend our services to things like um, collective action against the most egregious renters in the city who take advantage of people and um, don't provide them. Sometimes they're legally um, the, the rights that they are legally, uh, uh um, provided, I guess, I guess, you know, like their, their responsibility as a, uh, as a landlord. Right. But, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity for us to, to, to grow and to offer more and more and more as we have a bigger membership. Now, as you were trying to, you know, start out this, this process, you know, building out a network, bringing people together, I know that you've also gone to certain like city commission meetings and, you know, provided public comments when you're hearing people's stories about what's happening in Bozeman. Can you just give us a little feel for that? Like, like what is happening to some of the people who are living in Bozeman? Uh, some of the personal stories you heard or you might have, can you just share some of that with us? Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, my personal experience has been, um, I didn't get evicted per se, but my landlord just kind of up and decided right before signing my lease, um, would have been like five months ago, um, that she wasn't going to extend it for a full year, just six months. Um, cause she wanted her daughter to move in, in February. Um, and just cause Bozeman is such a college-based town, um, I was super worried about uh, no housing being available in February, just because our, like, um, what is it, not absence rate, but... Our vacancy rate. Vacancy yeah. rate, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's, like, effectively zero, you know, it's, like, right. fluctuates between, yeah, one to four percent, um, so it's, like, well, February, not going to work. Um, so I opted not to sign that lease and to find somewhere new. Um, yeah. And like the options, even just in August were not super great. I mean, right now I'm paying a thousand for, for my room in a shared space of three. Um, and as like a, a social worker, I work at the, the warming center here in town, um, that's pretty, pretty pricey uh, for providing what I would think is like a pretty necessary service for a, a town the size of Bozeman. Um, and having gone also to 
um, one of those city commission meetings, just hearing similar stories over and over again of, you know, people just trying to find a place to live in the town that they work. Um, yeah. Just incredibly heartbreaking, incredibly heartbreaking. Because if you, if you work in Bozeman, you deserve to live in Bozeman. Right. How about yourself, Marcus? Have you heard of any stories particularly that have kind of, well, that kind of brought this whole thing more to reality for you? I mean, I personally had um, a really difficult time finding the place that I live in, but the story that has really stuck with me has been, um, I work up in, uh, I work in healthcare here in, in Bozeman and um, like everywhere else in the United States, Bozeman has a serious dearth of nurses we yeah. need more healthcare workers in the community and COVID didn't do any favors. And um, we face this twofold problem here in Bozeman where um, being a college town, we put out quite a few nurses every year. MSU graduates probably around 200, 230 every year through their traditional and accelerated nursing programs. But very few stay in the community because our local healthcare systems can't afford to pay them a wage commensurate to the cost of staying here. Right. So many of them find it just makes more financial sense to graduate and leave, whether they've lived here their entire lives or whether they moved here just for college and were hoping to stay before. Um, and then more personally, um, working in healthcare, I, I you know, had a coworker who um, she and her husband were staying in the uh, university's graduate and family housing because her husband was a PhD student and she was a nurse at the, in, in healthcare in town. And um, they decided they wanted to have a family and she got pregnant and they were very happy and excited. And he was coming up on his graduation. And as they started to do the math, they realized it didn't make sense for them or more, it wasn't really going to work for them to expand their family and leave the more affordable family and graduate housing at the same time. It was a sort of one or the other cost could be taken, but not both at the same time. So in order for her to do what she and her husband, and I think many people uh, want to do someday is start a family, she and her husband had to leave town. They had to go back to um, another state where they were both from and, and get family support in a place where it wouldn't just be completely unaffordable. Um, and so that way, you know, I lost a coworker, I lost a friend, we lost a, a young family and we lost another nurse in the community. Yeah. And you know what? It, it's hard to hear, but these are the stories that I've been hearing as well for a few years now, you know, happening yeah. across the state as people are just struggling to find a way to live here. And so we're gonna take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk more about, you know, the housing situation in Bozeman, and particularly how the local government has responded to your attempts to work with them. So everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after a quick break. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana, that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. 
Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode, Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Welcome back from the break, everyone. Thank you for sticking with us through this episode of Independent Thought. So before the break, we were talking about the different effects that were having, well, that that have been happening to people in the city of Bozeman due to the housing crisis. Now, since you've all organized and you've been trying to bring public comments in front of the city commission, the next obvious question I want to ask is, how has the city's government been receptive to your request for action? So, you know, what have you gone to them with specifically as proposals and how have you been met uh, after they heard what you had to say? Yeah, um, really know that the Bozeman City Commission is is thinking about our proposal, certainly a, a, a light, a diet version of it, um, where they're really interested in the idea of banning type three Airbnbs, which are owner unoccupied, whereas we're looking to ban, or well, short-term rentals rather, but we're looking to ban all three types. So um, type one, type two, and type three. Um, Could you go into a little bit what the other two types um, are really quickly? Yeah, so type one is completely owner occupied. So that's how Airbnb kind of originated and short-term rentals kind of originated is that there's an extra room in their house. They rent it out for like the weekend because there's like a convention or a concert in town, something like that. Um, Type two, partial owner occupation. Um, They've got a condo up here that they only use for like skiing. And then in the summer, they they rent it out. And then, yeah, type three, um, the, the grossest of all of them is, yeah, no owner occupancy. It's just a investment property for them. And they've just decided that they want to rent out to tourists instead of locals. Okay. And when it comes to the city commission, they, they've basically only said that they were open to the third option. Um, 
as of now, <laughs> the way the government um, in the city of Bozeman works is that they um, conduct research and all the things that are brought forward for them. And that's how they end up making decisions on whether to pass um, some sort of ordinance about it. So yeah. right now the city, the city commission has agreed to um, consider researching a ban on type three rentals. Okay. Um, we're looking to get them to, at this moment, agree to a um, researching the effects of banning all three types of short-term rentals, as well as researching our proposal to use some of the city's existing affordable housing fund to subsidize type one rentals. Those are the owner occupants who rent out a room. You know, this could be an older couple looking to make um, property tax payments or just face the higher cost of living. We would like the city to use the money it sets aside for affordable housing to subsidize those short-term rentals to become long-term rentals because there is a gap in what you can make doing long and short-term rentals. So we don't want to price anyone who's been out, you know, who's been living in Bozeman for a long time out just due to the cost of property taxes or cost of living. But um, we think that even a four month rental for uh, someone who's just moved here, who is looking for something more long-term while they're in town or um, a student who's just here for a semester, maybe a foreign exchange student. I think that those are infinitely better than a short-term rental and we wanna encourage people to switch them. But back to your original question, yeah, the city commission has started to um, think about part of our proposal, but it's not really wholly on board yet. Let's, Let's you know talk about this a little bit more plainly here. Yeah. The the price of housing is for a lot of people the number one issue, like yeah. across the board. I mean, you can't afford to think about anything else if you are unstable in your own home, right? And this crisis has hit Bozeman harder than any other part in the entire state. And so, my question to you is: when you come to the city government and you're talking to them about you know ideas that you're having. Do you feel like you're like it's actually being met with like a with I guess with a care, you know, with with a sense of like they actually care about this issue? Do they feel as though that they're, you know, like as interested in addressing housing insecurity as you are? Do you think that they are, you know, trying their best to address this crisis? Like, does it feel as though you're actually being met with some sort of like I want to work with you versus, you know, I'm, I'm putting up a barrier and keeping you at bay. Like, what's, what's the reception felt like to you? Well, um, you know, we have uh, five people on the city commission. And so I can pretty confidently say we've got mixed responses. Some people are on our side, but maybe don't feel the urgency as much. Um, some people are wholly on our side, but maybe think we are coming to this from the wrong perspective. Um, and some people are just plainly not on our side. And I think that we're kind of looking to capitalize on the fact that we only need three out of five commissioners to agree with us to have the city begin to initiate work on something. So we don't expect that we're going to um, win over every single city commissioner. We don't have to win over the entire city government. We just have to make a convincing enough argument that um, what they're doing is insufficient and that not just us, but the entire city of Bozeman needs more urgent action to be taken. Um, I, I think, 
it's it's harder when you have folks who maybe feel some of the cost of living crisis but aren't in that place where they are a renter looking to buy a home at some point uh which tends to uh kind of overlap with who tends to be in city government is older wealthier folks um they don't feel the squeeze as bad they don't feel the urgency as badly so um we're here to kind of show them that the urgency is there the, the need is there uh, what they're doing even if they feel is the right move um doesn't address the problem of right now yeah i mean let's just let's call it what it is you know if you're yeah. a homeowner this situation isn't a crisis for you it's actually it's a great thing because yeah. you're seeing yeah. your personal wealth go up as your property values keep increasing your equity keeps going up and so there's really it's a divide here you know homeowners probably love this climate while everyone else is struggling to just barely tread water right yeah. And so mm -hmm. I'm looking at this again from a state perspective. This isn't just happening in Bozeman. This is happening across Montana. In fact, it's happening across the, in the United States, but we're just going to focus on our state here for a minute. Are you planning on keeping this uh, this Tenants United? Is this going to be a, just a Bozeman-centric thing, or do you plan on trying to expand this to being something that could be services provided to people throughout the state of Montana? Yeah, no, most definitely. Um Right now, we are just focused on, on Bozeman as we kind of grow in membership and grow in power. Uh, but the intent is that, you know, one day we will have different chapters, I guess, across um, most definitely all major Montana cities. But I would, and I would assume the rest of leadership would love to see um, assistance going out to even the, the small rural communities as well. Um, it's a big goal of us to also, yeah, take on Montana state legislature as well, um, just because a, a lot of solutions are getting blocked by them. Um, so it'd be great to have that collective power, you know, statewide to tell them like, you know, we as Montanans are, are suffering and, you know, y'all need to do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. And so my final question for you here is, you know, what exactly is the long-term plan for how Bozeman Tenants United plans to build, you know, power slash influence, you know, within the city and again, maybe even beyond that? And what can the people listening do to maybe like help out and get involved with what you're doing? Yeah, our long-term plan is to focus on building people power, more people power and more people power. We intend to, you know, uh, renters, tenants comprise 54% of the population of the city of Bozeman. And we intend to capture most, if not all of those people um, into our, our base, because we think that, like I said at the very beginning, as tenants, we have a shared interest. As tenants, we have shared experiences. And as tenants, we have um, a shared desire to uh, be able to live in this city that is you know, some of us are from here, some of us moved here, but we're all here because we like it here. Um, it's it, one of the easiest things you can do in Bozeman right now is leave Bozeman because yeah. it's not like the price is trying to keep you here. So um, we want people to be exercising their right to vote. We want people to be um, supporting one another in neighborhood and uh, neighborhood mutual aid. We want people to be um engaging with other local community groups and um, pushing influence that way. I think the more, the more we can focus on 
uh, our shared interest as tenants in this community, I think the more opportunities we'll find to expand our power and the benefits of uh, a shared union like this. I think if people want to help us out, um, we would appreciate any and all support on our Patreon. You can find us on Patreon at Bozeman United. Um, donations right now from folks outside of the city of Bozeman, uh, unfortunately, can't, do not constitute as membership at this time because we are a Bozeman local, but those donations still go to things like printing flyers. We're setting up a town hall. Um, we're going to need to be able to rent a space. We're going to need to be able to rent audio equipment. Everything that um, people, uh, either our members contribute to or their donors contribute to, doesn't go to any paid staff. It goes to um, either supporting people in need uh, in Bozeman, tenants who are members, or it goes to the, the projects that we're working on. So um, yeah, reach out to us on Instagram as well. You can find us at Bozeman United on Instagram. And um, if you're looking to join a tenants union in Bozeman, reach out to us. We would love to um, find a place for you. Perfect. Well, I think you saw my final, final question from me. I was going to ask you where people can find you at online. Are you only <laughs> on Instagram or is there somewhere else that people can uh, get looked in with you? Um, I believe we're on Instagram and we have, we have a TikTok. We have a TikTok as well. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Gen Z. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right. We're probably going to be setting up Facebook pages as well as other social media pages. But at the moment, yeah, we're sticking to Facebook and sorry, uh, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Twitter, we'll see how long that lasts before we sign up. But well, um, let's be fair. Most people are on Instagram or TikTok these days. So, go. you know, you're, you're hitting the two large demos there. Yeah. So Marcos, Zach, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really do appreciate it. For those who are interested, those links will be in the episode description. Make sure that you check out those pages. Give them a follow. If you liked this episode, please go ahead and share it on social media, wherever you spend most of your time, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, wherever the case may be. Uh, tag Independent Thought, tag Bozeman Tenants United. Thank you everyone for checking out this episode today. We will see you in the next one. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Hey everyone, got three quick things here for you before we close out this episode. One, be sure that you're subscribed to the podcast because we have an epilogue of this episode coming later in the week. We recorded a few extra minutes tacked on to this conversation that you just heard. So be sure not to miss the epilogue, which will come out in a few days time. Secondly, if you did like this content and you want to support what we're doing here at Independent Thought, please sign up for our Patreon, which helps to create what we're doing here in the future and helps us sustain what we're doing. That link can be found in the episode description. So click down there now and you'll see the link to our Patreon. And lastly, Independent Thought is looking to increase our team. So if you are interested in joining Independent Thought and helping us create more content, better content, DM me on Instagram at Independent Thought to learn more.